0: Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open The Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I am joined today by someone who runs a group here in Kansas City. Gosh, I shouldn't just say she runs a group. She runs and is a participant or advisor, does all sorts of things in the kink community. Vicki joined me today to help me learn more about what's available for people so they can start getting into kink or maybe you're already into it and you just don't know where to go she's got the answers for you so just check the show notes I'm going to have links to pretty much everything that she talks about in there I will say on the audio Vicky was recording in her car so I I did my best to level it out but there are some parts where she's a little bit quiet so I would recommend probably as I said in the intro listen to this one on your headphones as a reminder Please like, subscribe, and share, rate this podcast as well. You can find me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're ever interested in having me answer one of your questions, please go to my Instagram page where you can find my link tree there. And you can find multiple ways to get a hold of me. Or just shoot me an email, Kristen at OpenTheDoorsCoaching.com. And I'll be more than happy to answer one of your questions on air. Also, check Linktree on my Instagram page if you'd like to find a spot to sign up for my email newsletters. I've got one that is safe for work, so you can put whatever email address you want on that one, but the Dirty Bird's definitely not safe for work, so make sure you put a personal one for that one. I'll send out information about sex in the news, sometimes I send out surveys, I send out links to things that I'm doing, articles I've been quoted in, again, podcast episodes, but if you're already a regular listener, hopefully again, you've already subscribed. So again, with this episode, talking to Vicki about kink and BDSM, just throwing it out there before you listen that there's some things that she talks about that's intense, but most stuff's pretty just, again, informational. Um, I mean, she talks about <laughs> medical fetish, which most of my listeners know is something I don't like talking about, so... I mean, it made me squeamish a little bit personally, but not too bad. She wasn't like going into details and things like that. So I'm just saying that if um, you're interested in it, you're already participating in it, you've you've got some thoughts and feelings about it, you just want to know more information, this will be a great episode to educate and inform you. On this episode of Keep Them Coming, I am joined by Vicky. Vicky, I met through the kink and BDSM scene here in town. And she, let me just tell you, she is involved in a myriad of groups here in town that have to do with kink, submission, LGBT, POC issues, all the things. Um, I don't even know where to start as far as introducing her, but man, she has a wealth of knowledge. If you are interested in anything to do with kink and BDSM, but wanting to do something that's um, maybe not just you and your partner one-on-one, maybe you want to go meet a group, things like that. So I'm going to let Vicki tell a little bit more about herself real quick before we kind of dive into all the groups. But Vicki, thank you so much for being on my show today.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited. It's my first ever podcast. Uh, uh, if you want to kind of talk about a little bit myself, I can tell you some of the background and how I got here. Yes, please do. Before
0: we dive into all the things that you do, I mean, how how did you get here?
1: It's a great question. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I moved to Kansas City from LA, uh, actually four years ago, pretty much to the day. Uh, and within a few months, I had a coworker who kind of felt each other out and said, hey, are we friends?" Mm-hmm. friends? And we sure did. Um, my ride or die, and we went in search of, uh, a geek community. Uh, originally we found, uh, a location, a dungeon called the Black Dog, which is a slightly higher protocol dungeon, and they mm-hmm. told us to fuck off. They said, listen, we don't know you, you don't know us, you don't know anything about the community, go to Why Not Wednesday. Um, and we went to a place called Why Not Wednesday, um, at Rhythm and Blues, uh, Rhythm and Booze on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and, uh, met a lot of wonderful people, I slowly started going to the dungeon and just sitting around watching people you know having a few friends that were play partners this and that um, and then I started helping with cooking and decoration for parties for a group called Kansas City um, and then within a few months um, some things happened that were unfortunate but uh, the people that were leading it ended up stepping down and said Here it's yours. <laughs> and me very, oh. very green said oh no I don't know what I'm doing and just kind of make it a break it went for it you know I have a lot of pride and I was like well if you've given it to me we're gonna make it work um mm-hmm. trials and tribulations but the last uh, I've been running it for almost three years now the last two have been absolutely delightful um you know we have grown as a group and as a community um Kansas City has never been more together that I think than it is just now um and uh, since is very diverse I'd like to think I'm gonna go with it but very diverse group of people who, who just want to have a lot of fun, which is what it what it all started with.
0: Fantastic. So sounds like you had a little bit of experience in the kink world before you came to Kansas City.
1: Um very little to be honest. I've Very always, little? But you kinda
0: it, knew you were into it? Yeah,
1: kind of. Yeah. I was aware of gotcha. it because, because in LA the stigma isn't there as much. So you're aware mm-hmm. of what the things are. I never really explored them. Um, you know, I had a couple of partners that were like me sir and I was like oh yes yeah, please um so uh but uh, it was never a cognizant thought um it wasn't you know a, a thing I didn't know that there were mm-hmm. communities out there I thought it was just stuff people like um, to realize that there's other people just like you and people are willing to teach you who are willing to become your friends um you know your your pin cushions literally speaking um it's a really wonderful place to once you realize especially as an adult like if you're not 18, 19, 20, if you're in an adult, 20, 30, 40, uh, find these people going, shit, I could have done this for years. Um, it is a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Well,
0: and speaking of community, you really have just, I mean, if you've only been here for a few years, you have really just dived in. So, I mean, tell me about all of these groups that you've been active with. I mean, well, let's start off with Consent Casey. You said you've been doing that for almost three years, so.
1: Absolutely. And I'll start this with a disclaimer of I'm involved in a lot of stuff. Uh, and I don't necessarily recommend everybody do that if it's not your thing. It, you don't ever have, have to feel pressured to be involved in everything. Find your new with <laughs> people. people. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'll tell you about all of them so you can kind of figure out where you belong. Because it's a lot. I'm I'm fortunate. I don't have kids at home or anything. I'm fortunate I have all the time. Mm-hmm. The Perfect. Sometimes people get overwhelmed and think they have to do everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um Consent Kansas City has been around uh since two thousand three, so almost seven years um now. And um, it started off uh, as a very small group of individuals uh that had actually branched away in full disclosure, branched away from an existing group and said, Hey, we just wanna have fun. Um and uh they started doing socials uh, every single week, uh, every Wednesday, come rain or shine, sleep, Christmas, anything. Um, uh, there's a there's a why not Wednesday. Pandemic seems to be the first thing that has kind of um, uh, made us move away from that. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, we mm-hmm. also uh really concentrate now organically as we've grown, um, on the education of the new people coming into the community. Um, just get, making sure that they're comfortable and they have the tools that they need to go out and make friends and know which classes they should go to um, which demos are interesting how to keep themselves safe above all um, in order for you to have all the fun you possibly can um, if you yes. build up those tools of safety then you don't have to worry about all the other stuff all the time um, but it's absolutely take a while. Mm-hmm. um culturally we're uh, especially women are uh, we're just conditioned not to make waves and, and learning to say no is a huge thing that I advocate for um, in the community in general, um, but especially if, with women, just because. And you, I'm sure you're going to say, "We're just positioned not not to do that." You know, oh, no, no, do that. You know, oh,
0: no, no. Um, we also do. A firm of- no is not something we're educated on from a no. young age, is no. it? No. And you absolutely have to know your boundaries if you're going to get involved in kink.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, every newbie night, every month we do a newbie night, and I discuss certain things over and over um and i'm sure i sound like just uh you know, berating them but i'm hoping it sticks somewhere and we talk about um i want you to do all the things um you know we have so many it, it, the limits in BDSM um within consent of course consensually are up to you and the partner you can do yes. so many things you can do with um but you have to know what you do and do not want to do and how it can affect you um, yes. And um, so, as long as you advocate for yourself, then we can help you if something happens. But then we also do monthly parties uh, where we usually do some sort of a one-on-one discussion, anything from how to vlog or how to negotiate a scene, um, you know, fire play, etc., um, etc. Et there's there's a, you know a variety of things we can talk about, and then we have a play party. Um, we people are free and welcome to sit at the dungeon, and watch others play, whether it's impact, whether it's uh primal scenes, which is uh myriad of things. Um mm-hmm. it's just somebody wanting to be in the corner and wants to be in their little space, meaning you know a play and wants to sit there and uh color in their coloring book. Whatever it is, it's a safe space for you to do what you want. Um obviously voyeurs and exhibitionists are definitely welcome. <laughs> um sometimes we have food. Most of the time CKC has food. Um we also do fetish shops twice a year where we do pop-up shops we were doing them at B's here in Kansas City where local mm-hmm. vendors and vendors from places like Alabama and Wichita will come and you can go and buy things all in one place uh-huh.
0: like handcrafted that. or well-made toys yes. and floggers and
1: yes let me tell
0: you
1: uh-huh it's hard that's to tell important
0: that. Uh-huh. It is. So um, certainly there's lots of things that you can purchase online. And if you're looking for some anonymity, I get it, but there's way better places to purchase it than Amazon or adamandeve.com. There are actually makers who make these things and take every pride in their
1: work and make a quality product. Every town and every city has them. We are so fortunate. Um, shout out to Tape Top who runs, um, Fountain City Flogworks um, and Central mm-hmm. Steel, who, Central Steel, um, they are wonderful makers, but we, every fetish shop, we have 10 to 16 to almost 20 vendors um, that come from all over the place. Unique Inc comes in from Alabama. Um, I've been to huge conventions in like Colorado and whatnot, where there's thousands of people and hundreds of vendors. So they're out there. Um, it's A, great to support your local people, obviously, but B, touching toys that you're going to use for pretty much life mm-hmm. um, is so crucial. And, and, um and they do custom work, which in this, in this life, anything that can be custom is wonderful. So um, we do. Absolutely. We do twice a year. Um, and then once a year, we have a huge, huge camp out. it's a, uh, This year was going to be a community camp out, meaning not just in St. Kansas City, but also a lot of the other groups in town. Um, and we go out to Gaia, which is a pagan retreat center that allows us to the space um Mm -hmm. just get naked for a weekend and have fun and we do demos and discussions and classes and swimming and um we you know uh light people on fire and roast marshmallows on them it's it's, (laughs) so
0: i want to go i want to go
1: yes absolutely next year of of this year not to have it yep um so keep an eye out for that i'll be back so is there
0: an Consent KC on FetLife is just the best way to find out about all these events? Or is there like an email list or how can people stay up to date on all of those things you've talked about?
1: Great question. So consent underscore KC is the page. You definitely want mm-hmm. to add the page as your friend. It's a profile. The profile mm-hmm. runs a group called Consent Kansas City. It's on the you're on FetLife. It's on the left-hand side groups I run. Um, and the group, every time we post an event, will be there. Uh, there's a sticky called a uh, calendar of events. We also have a sticky that promotes other people's groups' events. Um, all the groups that I talk about and have not talked about, there's a list of them. Um, most Kansas City groups, there's a list of them right there up at the top that you mm-hmm. can say, Oh, cool, let me look at all of these options that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have so to be a little proactive. proactive. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. The yeah. notifications will come to you. Uh, mm-hmm. to set your notifications to that life to say if groups you know, post a new event, let me know. Um, so you can, but once a week, whatever, once a day, however you want to do it, hop on FetLife and see what's new because most pink and BDSM things are done through FetLife. That includes the local dungeons and whatnot. Yes. We do have a private Facebook group. Um, so if you know somebody like myself or somebody else, they can send you an invite, uh, but it's private so nobody can search for it, nobody can see you're in it, so you have to be invited in.
0: Yes. Which is appreciated. Absolutely. Because anonymity is definitely something that's important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, I'm also on an advisory level, um, a helper for a group called subspace Casey, which is subspace underscore Casey. Um, and it is a group that is based, uh, it's created mainly for, um, people that, uh, identify as the right side of slash meaning subs um, littles and we can, you know, if, if any of those need clarification, I'm more happy to clarify anybody who is in service or prefers the bottom. If you're a switch, meaning you like to do things at a domly or top or whatever, uh, or, and you have the other side where you like to bottom or you're a sub, bring in that your sub space to that, which is me in this case. I, um, hardly sub anymore, but, um, uh, I still am on an advisory level with them. Also recently I joined, um, something called the Meat Locker, Casey, and Meat Locker okay. is a, a gay by mens group. Um, I'm literally just there to, um, kind of be an intermediary for them. Um, uh, the person who started is looking to bring more diversity to the, you know, the kink community because we have a lot of gay people here in Kansas City. We have a lot of black gay people and bi-men. Um, and yet they're not all with us. And we're like, what can we do? And so he felt the need and he created that group. Um, so I'm just there again on an advisory level. Um, I'm okay. also no. uh, part of, go, go ahead.
0: So the Meat Locker, again, you described it as a
1: space for? A game by men, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they are on Discord and pretty much any group that I talk about has a Discord uh, uh, server. It's like a chat. Um, so if uh, you need more information about those, I can either send them to you later to include. We can talk about them. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of... Different- I
0: love having links in the show notes because when we talk about this stuff, making it easy for people to find it is, yes, yes, yeah. perfect.
1: The, the meat locker is great. It's very new. Um, and I'm hoping they're going to slowly start doing munches, which are meetups to get to know everybody. They'll eventually start doing events. Um, I'm in a group called Black King, Kansas City. Um, they're not super active at this time, you know, the world is what it is. Uh, but uh, they, again, are a group that's for Black and POC individuals uh, to really uh, find their own space, but also be able to come into the community and not necessarily feel alone that, yes, there is a space for you here. It's run by um, individuals that are absolutely wonderful, and I can get you some information on that. Um Again, just there as a support and ally person. Is that JP? Um JB runs JB runs the meat blocker. Ah, uh, I I JB took
0: my card that night that we had the the meetup at nine. Um I haven't heard from him and I want to get in touch with him. So yeah, absolutely yeah. he's super
1: available. Um so if you need any of this information, again he's on Discord, he is on fetlife he's on Facebook, um, and I have his number, so he's a good friend I
0: wanna get to know him, I wanna interview
1: him, all he the guys, things. You guys can do a duo podcast.
0: Yes, um, yes, exactly. Um, we talked about that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, also Scouts of Submission um, is something that I'm a part of just as a scout. Um, Scouts of Submission is a group that was started I want to say last year by a couple of individuals who um bring uh life and community and kink uh qualities and service uh things, classes. Uh, to life, basically. It's so fun. You get a green beret, you get the badges. It's out, the whole American dream. I love it. Um, oh my God, I want to do that. It's so great. We sell cookies. <laughs> um, so there's, for example, we'll have a butler service class. Um, we had a card dealing class and then we did a fundraiser where it was a casino night. So we were able to help at the fundraiser. Um we've had a uh car maintenance 101 where we were taught how to change our tires which I then used a few months later it was great. Um just things to make you a better individual but also things that will help improve your service if you are an S type. Um uh, absolutely the I love it. Yep. Yep and this is an all inclusive class um, it's not you know men women only it's whoever is wanting to learn these things and identifies as um, an S type or is coming into the space as an S type. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad we're talking today. Seriously. Cause here, here's my thing. Like I've been on the peripheral, Yeah. um, you know, doc helped bring me in, um, to, to meet, you know, people at nine and, you know, from there, it's kind of been up to me to sort of get out there. And, and I have struggled with sort of, finding the people but the more i kept just following up and asking like i want to talk to somebody i want to talk to somebody i want to talk to somebody and i kept pursuing it now here you are finally helping me get all the info so i can educate and inform because i have a lot of listeners who are are definitely new to kink they're new to this they're new to accepting it about themselves and they're looking for the resources
1: uh consent kansas city is the perfect place to start um we have organically grown into the gateway into Kansas City community and BDSM community specifically. Um, it started about six or seven years ago, 2003, um, by a group of individuals who said we just want to have fun. We're putting fun into king. Um, there was very uh, few rules. Uh, they they threw parties. They you know organized uh, hotel parties where they would rent out a like a hall of space, um, and it mm-hmm. grew. They started doing why not Wednesdays. Um, Why Not Wednesday is uh, a Kansas City stable. It's the largest munch in Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. There's 40 to 80 of us every single Wednesday. Pandemic not counting. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we, we met um, uh, for the last few years. We've me- been meeting at Rhythm and Booze off of Southwest. Um, and uh, Christmas, New Year's, it doesn't matter what date is, somebody's going to be there. So um, mm-hmm. every Wednesday is where people went. And everybody was recommended to go there first. It can be a bit yes. overwhelming because it's a lot of people in a small space. Um, but it's almost like, how much am I allowed to cuss on this thing? You
0: can <laughs> cuss. You can mouth? say anything you okay. want. Unfilter, I'm a, unfiltered. Unfiltered. i a
1: lady with a potty mouth. I apologize ahead of time, but not really. Um, so um, it, it's a it's a clusterfuck, but fuck. But it, sometimes it's necessary. If you can get through that, it's almost kind of like your first test. If you can get in there and say, hey, I'm new." That's all you have to do is, hey, I'm new. And you can get through, I just want to meet you guys. Um, it all falls into place. And the people that are meant to be here will stick around. And the people that just can't get past that. If you can't do that, sometimes I wonder if you can do all the other things that come with the lifestyle. You know, I understand how social anxiety works. I'm very social, but if I have preference, I'll be in my hobbit hole the whole time. You know, so, um, it, it can be overwhelming for me as well, but it just, it, it shows that you can push past that social barrier. But every Wednesday we meet there. Um, and then what became, uh, as we grew, we grew very quickly. The last few years, we became, we ran first newbie nights, um, uh, first Friday newbie nights at uh, 9 Kansas City, which was temporarily put on hold. I think 9 will be taking over that. We will be doing a, a separate uh, thing. But basically, every first Friday for the last few years, we would gather. Um, the first half of my discussion would be lifestyle things. Uh, hey, you are at a dungeon. These are some of the things you'll see and some of the things you expect. Here's how not to make an ass of yourself. Um uh, yes. you know, do, you know, don't touch people without asking. That includes uh, you know, people, items, things. Um, you're gonna experience different protocols. Uh here's how to negotiate. Here are safety words, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Great people. Um, you know, don't mm-hmm. out people when you see them on the streets, uh, et cetera. And it's about 30 to 45 minutes depending on what we're covering. We also went through all the local Kansas City groups. Most, not all, but most Kansas City groups. And if you go to consent underscore KC and you go to our group, which is consent Kansas City, at the very top of groups on FetLife, there's often stickies that people find important. One of our stickies is um, a list of local groups. Um, And it's like two, three pages printed. So um, it has links to their FetLife. It has contact information to different groups. Um, and that way, if somebody says, okay, I'm a little, you know, meaning somebody who wants to engage in age play from nature, um here's <laughs> a little group I can go and get involved in, or I'm interested. I don't have to be a little. I'm interested. I'll go and sit and watch them. Um We've got pony herds. We've got Dungeons and Dragons. We've got, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Anything you can think of, there's pretty much a group for it nowadays. And that list is always growing and evolving.
0: So, you know, you talked about a lot of the groups that you've been active with, whether you're in an advisory role, you're kind of just getting started. And I want to kind of sweep back to some of those real quick, um, especially on the the subspace. Um, you said you're an advisor for them. So, so like the, the subspace is something that I honestly, a lot of my clients sort of ask about how do I get into this? How do I learn? So tell me more about some of the the things that and, and maybe in some of the other groups, the Scouts of Submission. Tell me more about how those groups also help people learn about themselves and, and what they like.
1: Absolutely. Uh, one of the reasons I'm on advisory level for Subspace PC, uh, is because I believe that people of like mind, the dominant, submissive, little tech like, all need their space with like minded individuals who are into the same thing that can share their experiences, their trials and tribulations, their their wins. Um, so Subspace KC is on life but they're also a Discord chat group. Um, and basically it's just people living their daily lives um, and talking about, hey, I'm a submissive to a dominant. Um, we do not live together, but we have these rules. I am really struggling with this one rule today. Um, you know, I need some help or, hey, I need advice on how to Renegotiate a role or whatever it is. Oh, hey guys, just wanted to let you know, um, my Dom said that I need to do this thing and I did it and I feel so good. We just, we celebrate each other and the choices that we've made and, um, encourage each other to be the best. And we learn so much from each other. Subspace does do, I want to say monthly these days. We do like a monthly meetup, um, where we'll get together for a Sunday brunch and just chit chat. Um, the camaraderie that comes with that, I think is so crucial to, just knowing that you're not alone sometimes and also empowering you to make decisions and advocating for yourself which is often especially when you're new and you're subtype and you're interested in service or submission you think oh i can't you know i can't say you no. Know, you know, all or nothing if that's not the case negotiation is the name of the game um and it's all about yes. advocating for yourself um, same thing with scouts of submission um if you are submissive Personally, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very like do-it-yourself advocate. If you're a submissive, you should be able to say, Hey, I'm a submissive and I'm looking for a dominant and these are the skills that I have to offer. Obviously each dominant prefers their own, um, you know, ways of doing things. But if you could say, I know how to do a close, uh, straight razor shave. I know how to keep a Butler book. I know how to deal cards for your game night, etc. You're bringing in service that makes you valuable uh, as a person individually out in the world. But also, as a statistic who's looking to you know be in a relationship or better that relationship that you
0: I think that's wonderful. you're absolutely right. People do need not just the space to find someone to be the the partner to be the other end of it, but they do need that community to be able to understand more about themselves. Um, well, the number one question people ask me when they start coaching is, am I normal and so I'm sure these groups provide you know, some reducing the stigma and just giving you a sense of, of, yeah, you absolutely are normal. Everyone just has their different thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Hang out with me and a few of my friends for 10 minutes. You're going to think normal was something that drove by the state two hours ago. You know, it's a completely <laughs> relative term. <laughs> um I encourage individuality. Um, you know, if you, the more you get to know yourself, the more you, I opinion, of course, but the more I feel like you become comfortable with things that make you not normal, quote, quote. Um, mm-hmm. I'll use myself as an example. I came into this life nearly four years ago thinking, I just want to be submissive. I am tired of making decisions. I want to kneel and just be told what to do and when to eat and what to wear. Um, and I enjoy service and certain aspects of service to this day that will never go away. But the mm-hmm. thing that I've learned is for me personally, and this is what makes me, quote, quote, not normal, um, is I like uh, everything from a primal root. Everything that I do is. Energy driven, it's primal meaning. Um, you want me to do something? You're gonna have to fight me, and, and I'm gonna have to lose. You know, mm. uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I like I like I like physical fights. I like uh, just fist to fist fighting and or wrestling or whatever. Um, some people like to do primal prey. You know, run away, hide. I'm gonna find you. Exhilarating things. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the things that base me as I am. So, which is why now when I'm top or I'm dominant to someone. Um, It took years for me to kind of learn why I like these things. But now that I know, I'm okay with that, and I'm okay with all the weird things that come with it. Like, are you bleeding? That sounds delightful. Can I look at it? You know, so, um, you know, blood is a huge thing in the community. So if that makes you cheesy, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, I've embraced that fact, and I've watched other people do so, and it's awesome and encouraged.
0: Everybody's got their thing. I, I say that the one thing I don't enjoy discussing is medical fetish simply because blood does make me squeamish, but I don't judge those that are into it. So my listeners probably were just like, oh, she just brought up blood. Kristen's probably about to puke.
1: <laughs> That's normal. And most of the time, most people are aware and they just leave the room, whatever it is. The term is mm-hmm. go get a cookie. Um, there used to be a <sighs> dungeon out in Lawrence. Uh, years ago, beautiful place that people speak uh, very fondly of. Um, called the sanctuary and the sanctuary had a general hangout lounge area that had cookies and so if you saw something that you don't like you get a cookie um, and that's stuck around to this day even though they are gone for years now
0: oh i love that though that's really cute mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: and it is a good way to just gently say like go excuse yourself and just yes. take a breather yeah. so i want to take a quick break but when we come back i want to dive a little bit more into two of the other things that you talked about because kink is not just for hetero people and it's not just for white people. Um, But that's a lot of what you see, right?
1: Yes. Yes, That's a whole topic of conversation.
0: Absolutely. And having just gone to, during Pride Month, I went to the panel discussion that was hosted at nine that brought together lots of people for a, a discussion about kink, BDSM, and uh, everything that's going on with black lives matter, uh, what it means for people of color and black people. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that a little bit more after the break, if we can. All right. Back after the break. And again, Vicki mentioned a couple of groups that I want to dive into a little bit more and open up some of the conversation around it and why I think that these groups are so phenomenal and important. Uh, you talked about the meat locker and black kink, Kansas city. So Meat Locker first again being you said that space for gay and by men it, when when I have gone doesn't matter where when I have gone to places that are focused on kink and BDSM it does tend to be very heavy on heterosexuals as well as white people. So I'm glad that Kansas City has this group but tell me more about first let's start with Meat Locker.
1: Super brand new. Um we have somebody in the lifestyle JB maybe- who he came around around a year ago um, and he's still, he's learning, he's he's new, he's kind of diving into things slowly. Um, but he said, you know, I've been around the pink community and I'm noticing these things. We said, start a group, mm-hmm. oh, go for it. Um, he has uh, started this Discord channel, which I'll give you the information for. Um, and it's just a place where it's uh, gay and bi men um, who share space. I'm in there uh, really on just a court level as somebody who knows things and uh, and, you know, encourage situations and help with events, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. There are other, as far as, you know, talking about um, gay people in the in the kink and BDSM space, they're here, they're, they exist. Um, Casey Pioneers um, is a leather group um, that's been around for many, many years, and they do these things. There is a men's only party that the dungeon hosts, on and so forth. But one of the things, um, and completely my opinion, of course, that we've noticed is um any group of people in this case gay people they like to stick together because it's their safe space um Mm -hmm. and there's no way that you can go up and say hey you're gay you want to come hang out with us because that doesn't uh, treat them as an individual so all Mm -hmm. we can do as groups as individuals um is uh facilitate a space and create a space that they feel okay coming to and then once you find those people that have come and do like it say all right it's on you guys to let everybody else know it's okay because it's not my job to tell a black person that they belong somewhere. It's my job yes. to make sure that um, they know that, you know, by my actions and by my words and the space that I create, that they belong somewhere. Um, and then they, it's their choice to come in, um, which is why Meat Locker says, why black can uh, black can't come um, you know, Yes, a, like, thank you. <laughs> it's a fine line between, I want you here because I like you and you so mm-hmm. happen to be black. Versus, I want you here because you're black. Um, and again, there's, yes, there's a lot, yes, you know, speaking about black and people of color, there's still a lot of stigmas, um, you know, about, uh, BDSM and pink and this and that. Um, you know, uh, I'm Armenian and Russian. Uh, gay people are getting stoned in the streets in Russia. You know, Armenian people. Are yeah. Looking, yeah. You know, they, it's not a thing, you know, um, it's getting there, but it's not a thing yet. Um, so I yeah. understand. I was not born in America, so I understand both sides of the world. Um so all we do is create the space and help them as they go about their journey and create the space for their people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's not up to other people to try to like come into those spaces and try to diversify it
1: yeah. either. Yeah. Correct. And Pioneers has done a great job of saying, "Come into our space." Um, mm-hmm. You know, saying, "Well, well, they they host uh, education nights as well every once in a while, and they uh, open them up to everybody, and we go." Um, so it's also important for me as a leader of a group to remember they've created a space for us and they've welcomed us in. Most of the time, the gay community is uh, absolutely wonderful to anybody. Um, they still yeah. want their own space where it's just them. And yes. Sustainable. Um, but we also have to make sure that any time we do something, um, that they come in, uh, and this goes for any genre of case. So, one of the big discussions always um, that tends to be a little heated in the community as well. It's a protocol night, so I'm not going to go because I don't do protocols, and I don't think that's fair because um, if these protocols don't apply to me, that means I can't go. That's correct. Uh, uh, not, if there's 365 days in a year. If only one of them is geared towards a very specific thing like protocols. And you don't wish to sit on the floor, you don't wish to do this and this. That that's making it a fun environment for the people that do want it. This is not mm-hmm. right for you, and that's okay. Um, yes. it's like today I want to eat Italian, so I'm gonna go to an Italian restaurant. I'm not gonna go to an Italian restaurant and demand Taco Bell, you know. Um, so it's just uh, people have to sometimes remember that not every space is for you and that's okay. Um yes. I, I know that's been a big conversation as people come into the community um, learning that process. So.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, for myself, when I first started trying to come into the community, I'm cisgendered, bisexual, learning about kink and BDSM, enjoying my journey. Um, but yeah, it is sort of the, where you have to kind of ease into it. You know, I did start off with consent, Casey. I did start off with going to why not Wednesdays. And then I, you know, had a friend who, you do have to get vetted to go to dungeons, usually, right? Um, I had a friend bring me in to nine for the first time, and I've gone, you know, on my own. But it is sort of the—you've got to find your people. You've got to find where you fit in, and that can be a journey, certainly. And there is a lot of variety out there. Um, you just—you do have to just find the groups that fit your needs, and and you can be members of multiple groups. Correct. You know, until you actually find your thing.
1: Mm -hmm. If you're not authentic and you don't work on your uh, identity and authenticity, uh, you will struggle. Um, That's one of the things that's a pattern. Um, You will struggle because you will continuously want to uh, fit into places that aren't your place because you feel like that's where you have to be. Uh, The Mm -hmm. beauty of BDSM and pink in general is you you don't have to be anything. You just have to be accepting of the fact that this is a safe space for everybody. even as recently as a few years ago, there wasn't this buffet of options. Um, you know, there was a lot of points. Um, There was not this buffet of options, there was just, this is a thing, and if you wanna come, you come, and you gotta put in the time and the effort and the hours, otherwise this thing will not exist. And now we mm-hmm. have groups and dungeons and options that people have never seen before, um, and it's so easy to fuck that up, and we don't want that. So it is all, the group does protect itself the the king community casey community protect itself by making sure that we make sure that you should be here that you're not going to go out and you know for the world what's happening because that veil still exists between regular vanilla world um and bdsm is, is we're in the bible belt <laughs> you know it's not we're not there yet <laughs> um so you no we're not you have to yeah you have to establish yourself and say yes i want to be here Otherwise, people are going to say, okay, well, if you don't need to be here, you can go. Um, and that's okay too. It's not hostile. It's just out of self protection and love of community that that sometimes can happen. Um, it's not personal. I say this about a lot of things. It's not. Personal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I had a, I've met a couple of people. I won't say that they were clients. Um, but there were a couple of people that I have met just when I'm talking about various things who have said that, yeah, like, like you talked about with your experience at Black Dog at first, they told you to fuck off because you weren't ready for them, right? Yeah. Um, you didn't have the knowledge to to go into it um, with all the things that they needed you to know. Um, so you do have to take that time to learn. You cannot just jump into doing a scene in public and just, like, know all the things, and that's okay. But there's, there's ways that you can learn, and that's what I love about our community. Absolutely. Sure.
1: And that's what we try to create. We try to create a space that if you want to be here and you're interested in blogging, submission, dominance, pony play, whatever it is, there's will be a space for you to learn. There will be people you can approach and ask questions. We have a huge rope community, um, that, you know, really mm-hmm. tries to make it a safe space because rope is a huge one where a lot of newbies go into rope. It is uh, yeah. common to say, I'm into rope and bondage. Um, and they go in, and you know, they pinch nerves and they hurt each other. There's, you know, um, uh, non-negotiated touching, whatever it is, because they don't grasp the capacity. Um, mm-hmm. So um, people are protective of that. But as long as you come in with the, uh, of wanting to do it, um, there's so many doors open for people. It's absolutely amazing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think you've. There is something to be said about. On the one hand, this is absolutely about exploration and exploring your boundaries, but you do also have to be able to say things and speak up when you reach those boundaries and understand those boundaries can change or what you like can change. For instance, something that you touched base on, I want to again go back to, is how you used to play very heavily into the subspace. And then you mentioned being in more of a, a dom space sometimes. So I think that it's important, and I talk about this with clients for sure, that you have to be willing to recognize that what you like right now may change, and to take it on as an identity can prevent you from that growth. So tell me about how did you start discovering that maybe you didn't just want to play in a subspace?
1: That's a weird such a weird thing. So I always tell people, make it a fuck it, I'm never doing it list. Or, yeah, fuck it, I'm never doing mm-hmm. that list. Revisit mm-hmm. it six years i mean so six months visited in a year um, and you will see how much that changes for most people uh it's blood fuck it i am never getting poked with a needle and i'm never bleeding and then they come up to me like I can't. i'm like i know i know so um i came in because i i and, m- and many women i think and many men as well can agree with this i wanted somebody who was so confident and smart and sure of themselves that i can just bend in me and say i will do whatever you want and there's so such a beautiful thing about power change about it's mm-hmm. hard it is work um and for somebody like me who's prideful who's been on their own since they were 16 and working full-time and all this stuff i didn't want to make any more decisions um mm-hmm. and, and i i tried that and i think that i still could try that in, in, in years to come or tomorrow or whatever it is it's never off the table it just depends on the person i would like to do the power exchange with what I've learned as time has progressed is um, I like the energy exchange, no matter what capacity that is in, whether that's friends, whether that's a partner, um, whether that's top, bottom, whatever it is, I love the energy exchange. And even as a bottom, I used to fight back a lot in um, scenes, impact, whatever it is. Um, physically, I, I like example, physical violence. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like using the word violence in some situations because it can be misconstrued, but I'm working really hard to change that into a, make it make it sound good. I know violence is viewed negatively, but it's so good. It's such a relief. And as soon as I discover that, I realize that, first of all, I really like hurting people that want to be hurt. Um, mm-hmm. It's a hoot and a half. I giggle um, because I do too. Yes, yeah. I, it, oh, does that hurt? Oh no, let me do it again. Um, oh, yes. Really wonderful. Let me do it work. And, and, uh, the first couple times where I did impact scenes as a, just a top, you know, not, not necessarily a partner or, you know, sexual partner, but just a top for a friend, I realized that the space that I hit there is so much more powerful for me, um, than I ever even came close to as a sub in impact. Um, it was a huge revelation of, oh, Oh my gosh, now I have to go through this thing. Which, you know, it it was, okay, do I even belong in subspace? I do, because there's aspects of sub and service that I enjoy. And then it was, Mm -hmm. okay, well, now I have a male sub that I was kind of in training with. Do I bring him with me to a place like Hellfire, which is kind of a protocol discussion group? Um, And Mm -hmm. I chose not to, because there was too many people that were going to be confused about how do I treat Vicky? (laughs) You know, yeah. Like, what am mm-hmm. I doing with mm-hmm. her? What do we do with her? Not because I didn't belong there, I did, and anybody can come in and you should always expect to be treated the way you want to, but because just the nature of humans is they get used to you the way that you are. Um and there's a whole lot of talk about authenticity. Lee Harrington, a very famous media presenter, discuss book writer, um, talked about this recently in an online discussion. Um, and uh people should never expect that you're something. Um, but it is Sometimes easier to do that, and people get caught up in that. Um, so it it was redeveloping my space in the community and re, reinstating of no guys, this is what I'm doing now. And just, you know.
0: Right. And, and to clarify that. for the listeners, part of yeah. that is because with Vicky being in a subspace in that group, if she took a male partner, the other people knowing her as a sub would have gone to him for permission to speak to her yeah. and Without other things.
1: Necessarily knowing just because they don't know. right. Um, and because I've developed. Friendships with people that are dominant, um who not necessarily treat me like an S-type, meaning lesser than, but just treat me as an S-type because that's who I was to them, um as a friend. Nobody is ever required to be an S-type to anybody except their person. um and mm-hmm. I say male yes. because I'm female and I, even though I'm bi, I've never, uh, dubbed for a woman, so I use male pronouns, mm-hmm. you guys can put in whatever it is that fits you. Um, but um it was and I stress this a lot at Newbie night just because you're a sub and somebody's a dom does not mean you have to call them sir. does not mean you have to serve them, does not mean you have to follow rules mm-hmm. or protocols in a public space. Um, right. you know, um and um uh, the the community doming, community subbing that they see is because of those people are friends and they've developed friendships that allow for that in that, that friend dynamic. Um mm-hmm. very adamant because I've noticed that that's a thing, that when new people come in, oh that person's dominant well them such no. No, that person is Bob Smith, and you talk to them as Bob Smith. Um, yes. Unless you choose to otherwise. So, but yeah, the, reinstating yourself into the space that has known you as one thing, Um, it's difficult, I'm not saying it's not, but it's totally doable, and the people that generally care about your happiness, right, your friends, your your partners, your community members, will allow you that growth and change. Um Yes. Uh, which is and, and they have and it's been absolutely absolutely exciting and so much fun um to do that just to oh vicky's uh vicky's doming now don't talk to her i'm like yeah yeah okay Come here. so <laughs> say that again and i'll hurt you yeah yeah, yeah pretty much so um yeah, nothing's written not, in first, stone no nothing is right. a, a journey and you can switch from day to day just do all the things as long as you understand that the things you're doing are huge and there's, there's gravity to them and they matter. For a lot of people like myself, this is our life. Um, I don't go home and get to put it all away. Um, it, it's just part of my life. Um, so mm-hmm. that's why there's the lifers, the 24-7ers. Uh, even if they have children at home and there's, you know, obviously vanilla things happening at home, this is the thing that they've chosen to do. It's not just like a, I do football on Saturday kind of thing. Right. Um, so they take this space very seriously because it's their home and they, they, uh, protect their home. In
0: um, the space they built. So. And 24/7ers are you're referring to people who are in the 24/7 dom sub dynamic, right? Yeah,
1: any sort of dynamic, um, dom sub, master slave, um, daddies mm-hmm. and littles, mommies and littles, whatever it is. Somebody who has chosen to. Uh, you don't even necessarily have to be in a dynamic, but somebody who's chosen to live this 24/7, meaning you have mm-hmm. uh, either rules for yourself or how you live your life at home by yourself or with a partner. Um, all the time versus I'm only going to do things in the bedroom or I'm only going to do things in the dungeon. Um, it's just people who have incorporated this into their life.
0: Absolutely. And I have met folks who, who do that, whatever it is. Again, you say that their, their thing is they do it 24 seven. And that's part of the whole thing is figuring out where do you want it to go? How much do you want it to be ingrained in your life? Or is it that weekend thing? And th- there's anything in between. And that that's all okay. It's what works for you.
1: The big question is always to ask why. Um I always ask why yes. um, And for most people, it's a healthy reason of I like to fuck and I like to do weird shit when I'm fucking. Uh, for some people, it's I have no interest. Like,
0: in- hell yeah, you'll fit in here.
1: Yes. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> our people come to us. Well, it's zero interest in the sexual aspect. It's about the mental aspect, the whatever, you know, uh power exchange aspect, whatever it is. Um, but for some people, there's a small percentage of, uh, actually the large percentage of us have had some shit that we've dealt with that has led us here to in one form or another. Good shit, bad shit, whatever it is, something has happened that said, we need more of this. Some of us are just born this way, Well, most of us are born this way. But some yeah. of us come into this life looking for some sort of a um, healing thing, and it can be. Absolutely. I have worked through some really horrible things through BDSM but it is not mm-hmm. an alternative to healthy therapy. It is not an alternative to building your own self back up to a healthy person. Mm-hmm. Um, and using BDSM as um, an outlet for trauma um, in a non-healthy manner um, is very dangerous because people fall into sub-frenzy uh, and dom-frenzy where they do things uh, because they, they like that high, they like that escape, they like whatever it is, the interaction, mm-hmm. the energy with a person, um, and it, it leads to unhealthy habits. Um, so we're always very aware of people who fall into sub dom frenzy in the beginning when they first come in, and we try to help navigate them out of that. It's easy. Those that serotonin dopamine dopamine thing is real. Um, and, and oh, yeah, keep doing it. Yeah,
0: man. I just, I know my listeners are going to get so much out of this, but even I have gotten a lot out of this today. So, man, I'm, sorry. I'm just. You know, so many people think that Kansas City is so boring. Let me tell you.
1: I watched, uh, let me squeeze you out a little bit here. I watched, uh, needles go into under fingernails this Saturday, uh, to a few people. Um, I put somebody in a, in a full-size body bag, canvas body bag, and just let them lay there for a while. We tried, home oh. on, um, on Saturday. Yeah, just like a, with a few friends. That's, that's literally all mm-hmm. it was. Just Friends hanging out, um, with, with everything that's going on. We're not really doing a lot of big things. Um, so uh just creating a kind of a safe space to still uh, get that stuff out. It was, the, I looked around and I was like, oh.
0: So, so I I spent my Wednesday evening torturing somebody. It- oh, and he comes back every week for it. He loves it, he loves it. It is delightful. It's. I did not, I knew I was a switch. I knew I would enjoy both. I didn't know how much I was actually gonna enjoy being in that space and the release that it gives me. And mm-hmm. I'm in an open relationship. I don't, none of that comes out in that relationship. It is reserved just for this partner. And cause I don't, I don't need it for gratification, but when I have it, I enjoy it. And I stay in that space and I'm present and it doesn't, like you say, I don't get into that dom frenzy. I don't then go to my, my boyfriend's apartment, like, okay, it's your
1: turn. <laughs> yeah. This is where we differ. I just want to, I want to do it all the time, but that's perfect because you recognize that and you're like, I can. You can, it's an and not, or, um, they talk about this yes. conversation and not, or you can have, uh, Italian on Tuesday, Taco Bell on Wednesday, and pizza on Friday, and it's all the same enjoyment and it doesn't replace each other. Um, and that's a wonderful concept to grasp early on. I, think,
0: for a I love people. that analogy. I love that. Before I do your tarot reading, is there any other stuff that you would like to touch base on?
1: Um, you know, I could talk about this for hours. All I say, no matter, no matter what I say, each person is going to do what they're going to do, um, do it safely and don't be inhibited, um, be as uninhibited as possible. Um, whether it's with your body and what you're wearing or things you're trying, because if you make friends and you go to demos and classes, you have a safe place to try things that you're like, Oh my God, I'll never do that. Do it because you'll regret not doing the things and trying them in a good way.
0: Especially when you're naked. Yeah. So to- yes. Yeah. Well said. Well said. On that note, let's go ahead and do your tarot reading. I've already shuffled and did a, a deck cut for you. So okay. here we go. You got the 10 of fire. I love when people get 10s. They're so fulfilling. So let's see here. I got to get to my book. All right. So the fire suit corresponds to wands and it's the sense of taste and the creative and passionate sphere. Fire controls creativity, desire, and ambition and their satisfaction. It is also that area of our being, which seeks the perverse or transgression. Hmm. Yeah. So the, the 10 actually 10 being, and, and I'll tell you your 10 was in reverse. So, um, because the 10 is about oppression, duplicity, fatigue, burden, uh, the astrological meaning is Saturn in Sagittarius. So it's about the need to focus and consolidate freely on various different levels openly. So it was in reverse. So maybe there has been a uh, lack of those things lately for you. Did any of that resonate with you at all?
1: It, it sure does. There's been a lot of shifts in my life over the last few months personal and, and community and everything else that uh, m- just making decisions with the lack of.
0: Yeah. It's it is so hard to move forward in life in some areas, but now with everything with COVID and the pandemic, everyone's just trying to do the best that they can right now, right? Yep. And it is it is hard everyone trying to do the the best that they can. Sometimes that conflicts, you know. And I know that there has been some things kind of not just because we can't meet publicly, but people, you know, maybe not following things. And I know that there's been some strife and some conflict kind of in the community here in town. And all I can say is I hope that things just, again, everyone keeps just recognizing like, Hey, we're just trying to figure things out. We're trying to keep our people safe. We're trying to still have community and not lose what we've built up at the same time. Like we've got a responsibility to be safe Correct. for everyone's yeah. sake right now.
1: We just try to concentrate on, at the end of the day, I ask myself, does this follow your morals and integrity for yourself and the, for the group that you run? Um, no matter what conflicts there are, eventually they're going to work themselves out. Um, and for the mm-hmm. most part, it doesn't affect everybody, but I'm hoping that it all comes to uh, to a close sooner the better. So I do agree with you. It's, everybody's just doing the best that they have can. Yeah.
0: My hope is, um, I hope it doesn't take getting a new administration in office for everything to go back to normal, but I think that's what's going to happen. So let's all hope that in 2021, we will all be we will all be back out
1: at you know
0: consent casey we may still have face masks on just because we've gotten used to that that
1: maybe uh, we'll be back at camp out.
0: gaia all the things
1: i all the things but for now we are we're doing virtuals every wednesday um we're going to be trying mm-hmm. to do some park meetups um maybe some big outings as far as outside stuff um apple picking mm-hmm. uh cookout things of that nature that we could do outside at distance so um, if everybody that's interested in getting involved um, and is like, shit, I need to get the heck out of the house, um, things are there. So add us, um, keep an eye out, um, and we'll definitely be posting things as they come up. I know one of the things coming up is this Wednesday we're doing a virtual Why Not Wednesday. Um, you can just hop onto Zoom and just sit there and listen to all the people banter. So um, it's mm-hmm. last week we played a lot of trivia and truth or dare and things like that. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Ooh. Hmm. What time does that start on Wednesdays?
1: Um, Wednesdays usually are from six to ten, um, but it really just depends on how long it runs. It ramps up around six thirty usually, mm-hmm. so anybody can hop on anytime for however long that they want, even if it's just to say hi. Um, there's a Zoom link, and they're posted on our Fet life, and they'll be posted on our Facebook page as well.
0: Well, I will have to join one of these evenings. Yes. Absolutely, we would love. I'll send my, to my sub home, and then I'll hop on there because he comes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I like it. All right. Well, Vicki, again, thank you so very much for being on my show to help educate me and my listeners about all the variety that there is out there in the King community. And we talked about some things that, again, I think are such important things. Again, if you are if you want to get a hold of Vicky, the best thing is to get on FetLife and find her. It's Russian underscore Kukla. I'll have that in the show notes for you, the best way to get a hold of her. But Vicki, thank you so
1: much. Thank you for having me. That was absolutely uh it was a really great experience. Thank you so much.
0: Great job on your very first podcast. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: I will happily have you on again anytime for sure.
1: Yeah, I can, I can banter for a specific topic for hours. I'll send you, um, I'll send you a list of the group. Um, I'll send you information about how to get a hold of the Discord servers that you can post. Um, the Discord servers, for the most part, they just have to tell me their to the answer because the link expires. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll just say this is the Discord server, and if you're interested, message me and I'll send you an invite link kind of thing. And then, perfect. Um, and then um, also all of that stuff, they can add in and see all the. To...
0: Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Well, take care.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open The Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called The Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content like my work with this podcast and other forms of media by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.